0: Hi, welcome to another McLaren fan podcast. I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. With me, as always, is our co-host, Sarah Merrick. Say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Uh, this week's special guest star is Adam Leferve, live from his kitchen.
1: Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah,
0: thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, right, uh, we'll get on to why Adam's on here a little bit later on, um, but first, let's have a bit of a chat about this weekend's race weekend. Uh, first thing for me is, what did you think of that circuit layout? It was whizzy. It was.
2: Super fast lap, super fast lap. It I heard everyone work. saying before the weekend, oh, we're going to get a sub-62nd lap, but we, we got 54, didn't we? I mean, it's just, yeah, it was it was amazing. I but 54 and, is
0: sub-62nd, reason- isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. But but sub sixty, you, you kind of thinking they mean fifty nine point five or so. To be that oh, much right. more below it, I thought was was you know a big difference. But what I've just loved about this season is that we're going to different places where people haven't got the data. Um, you never know what's going to happen. It mixes it up a bit, and and it certainly did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, was we'll it was exciting. It was exciting. Uh, the, yeah. the, track was, it's, the track was the track was just something else it was it, nothing like any, any other track in the calendar um, it, Yeah, you say it was fast it happened very quickly um, and uh, yeah brilliant I just really enjoyed that I, Sorry, I, track layout I, yes very good definitely
0: enjoyed it but for me uh, it felt a bit like you know when you used to play scale electrics when you were a kid and you'd whiz around <laughs> yeah. and do 100 laps until you were actually you know leading your cousin
1: and winning um, you know speaking from personal experience there uh, <laughs> Well, I, I can confirm when uh, when I still play Skeletric as an adult, uh, it is just like that. Yeah, good good good, good analogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and also, the, the, I think the bit that I really enjoyed the most is this: was it, it sort of came through seven and eight over the bump? Yeah, that was just brilliant to watch. You were just like oh, fantastic, and and a few people lost it there and and everything else like that on, over
1: the weekend, but. That was great. Also, to Also, um, the, the layout was uh, was good for uh, overtaking, wasn't it? In, you know, it, you, you could look at it and go to simple simple track, weather, But uh, the, the corners that were there really gave opportunity for overtakes, which is brilliant. Is what we need. Um, and uh, and finally, on the on the track layout from, from me, um, sparks, lots of sparks. It's good. I like that bumpy track. Sparks, still a nice time. Yeah. G- good sparks. I think that just adds so much to the spectacle. It makes the cars look faster, makes it look a bit more edgy. And, uh, yeah, it's a good thing for Formula 1. I like sparks.
0: What if we, what if, say, next year, because we've got a calendar, but say the the year after we did this idea of a sprint race one weekend and then a full race, do you think they could go to Bahrain and do a sprint race on the outer track and then a full race on the Sunday?
2: I think it sounds nice I think the drivers are capable of it I think what we're not thinking about is the infrastructure change you know there's there's a lot of stuff they have to do to a circuit to make it ready the stuff I'm not interested like the advertising but also you know there's there's lots of elements they do they have to put the boards up all sorts of things don't they I wouldn't even begin to know the list of jobs that they would need to do on the other circuit at the same time so maybe they've had a week to do that
1: Yeah, yeah. All I'd say is, um, based purely on yesterday's race, on Sunday's race, um, they could do twenty rounds at that track, and I'd be happy. Yeah, (laughs) I think I think we, you know, we might even get a different result every race as well,
0: like that. Well, exactly, exactly. As long as Mercedes double stack, I guess. Um, (laughs) uh,
2: Yeah, maybe Max doesn't drive into the wall
0: next time. Yeah, that was quite weird. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll just drive into a wall. Um, Let's get on to uh, sort of practice and qualifying. Um, I thought Carlos had a decent quality. Um, Obviously, we had a bit of trouble with Lando. Um, Didn't quite make it. But I, I just got the feeling that Lando struggled with the car most of the weekend, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've read what he said at the time and he said he just didn't put the lap together, didn't he? But when I was watching it in a restaurant with no sound, I couldn't understand why he pulled back into the lap, uh, into the pits on that final lap, because it looked to me like he was about to put a good time in. I was on the edge of my seat waiting and then he just went into the pits. So, you know, I, I didn't really understand what was going on, obviously, without the value of sound.
0: Um, I guess it. I guess it we felt were. a bit like um, Australia a few years ago when we had that weird qualifying where the drivers just got out of the car and you're like, I'm not going to qualify now. Have they it. But um,
2: but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the fact that then Lando was was in a bad position or a worse position than we'd hoped for gave them the opportunity to to change some bits over and take the penalties for that, didn't it? So, you know, either way. I think we got the best we could out of that. Adam, what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't pay much much attention to qualifying. I was uh, I was too busy doing kids' bedtimes. But um, uh, the one thing I would say is, um, yeah, obviously they took the opportunity to change uh, to, to take the take the penalty. Um, but Lando's first lap was cracking straight off and uh, going through the field. That was brilliant because um, for those that don't know, I also managed the fantasy. Fantasy Grand Prix game, and as a result, I have to monitor the positions of all the cars, and sometimes I have to do a double take and like, sorry, Lando's where? Uh, <laughs> like he just got so many places. This uh, is like, wow, good, yeah. on him. good lad, good um, So, uh, so yeah, it, was, um, it sounds like you know, they made the most of a bad qualifying by you know, by you know, taking the penalty, and hopefully that was certainly better in Abu Dhabi as well. Yeah, it
2: certainly felt that way. Um, you know, if you, if you're that far back, then it's worth considering, isn't it? So the team then make the strategic change. So yeah, but you are right, uh, Andy. Carlos looks good in in quali, um, and again he was he was good at the start as well, wasn't he? I mean, the, the pair of them had a cracking first lap.
0: Yeah, I think we had a really good start of the race, didn't we? I mean, um, yeah. was it was it three corners that Landor went to tenth or 9th? Yeah. So you know that, that just shows that there is. Ability and overtaking in that car when we need it to be. Um, I think he was was busy on the soft tyres as well. Did he start on the soft tyres? Yeah. Yeah, so that would have helped. Um, But yeah, I mean, apart from sort of the first sort of lap incident with um, Leclerc, Perez and Max Verstappen driving straight into a wall, um, the... uh, (laughs) The, you know, there wasn't really much happened in the first bit of the race. It was quite solid. I thought, you know, we we're, were sitting there in third uh, or fourth. You know, as we kind of went through, and, and Carlos was doing pretty well. He, I, I even felt that he was challenging sort of Bottas for a, um, sort of the second place at times. Uh, mm-hmm. Lando was making up some good places. Um, the first kind of round of pit stops, we did we did pretty much okay. In, um, Everything there, and then really kind of you know, sit there, sort of thinking, This is a really good kind of place for us to be. If we can stay here all race, then I was thinking, This is great, it's just what we need as a team, but some solid, solid points.
2: So, I'm sure well, you uh, were carefully I'm watching, not sure I understand. I'm... I'm not either. <laughs> um, I'm sure you were carefully watching down the side of the screen to see where the yellow blobs were and where the pink blobs were in relation to the papaya blobs. Yeah. Because as as with most McLaren fans, we were <laughs> we were really looking to see <laughs> where we were in relation to everyone else for the points to try and get a third place in the constructors, weren't we? Yeah. So I know I know that was the big aim for the race. We were all watching very closely, Andy. So I guess I guess when we when we took our pit stop for the virtual safety car, you were pretty disappointed, weren't you?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean. I, you know, I've actually watched the race back again today, just to
1: yeah. Lucky you! I, know. I I wanted yeah. to do that as well. I was too busy. I really really want to watch it again. Oh, I, to... I
0: had to
2: work. Damn it!
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I might have been working at the same time, but
0: um, I I don't know whether it's just like the sort of after yesterday, the VSC came out on lap fifty-five as well, and I was just like, oh, you know, lap fifty-five, car fifty-five. <laughs> What on earth's going on here? <laughs> but I think we were just so unlucky. If that if that BSC had like, you know, ten seconds earlier sort of stopped, Carlos would have been able to not enter the pit lane and we would have been able to go around. But as they always say in F1, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Sebastian Vettel here, coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? <laughs> Sarah's pulling faces at me here. I didn't try the German accent, so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah I mean you know we looked it looked like it hurt us it did really hurt us a lot um, I think we took the chance we had to have a go at it and it didn't quite pay off and what we didn't really kind of probably look at the scenario was that you know what happened later on in the race um, you know we still we, we'd come out after that and we were I think we were down in seventh and at that point, I still felt like we were kind of doing all right. We still could make up places. We still had a race to run. Lando was still in tenth. Um, yeah, and then it all went a little bit. Is, I
1: yeah, on the whole VSC thing, I think from a team point of view, is this? I think I don't know if I'm recording it all correctly, but um, it just seems like a bit of a strange gamble to take because the both yeah both cars are in a solid solid position and. In my mind, you weigh up the pros and cons of taking advantage of a VSC or not. And I don't think there was that much to be gained by taking the risk. And the fact that then the VSC ended early had just made it a double hit and it all went wrong. I, I don't know if, I know, obviously, on, on the pit wall, it's a different story because you've got seconds to make decisions and all that. And I'm sitting on a sofa. But um, but at least I don't <laughs> see it as quite the right thing to do, to be honest. And obviously, obviously easy to say in hindsight, but uh, even at the time, I was like, ooh, Done I, think, that I think the v- v- VSC. So sorry, sorry uh, to finish off because yeah, VSCs are so so risky because because they can just end immediately. Like a proper full safety car, you've always got like a full lap warning. You can see when it's going to end. It's uh, you can plan for that. The VSC can basically switch on off on off. It's just so risky to try and take advantage of it when you when you don't need to. And I don't know, that, That's my thing. Um, that's
2: that's the variable that I think no one's thinking about here. Um. From from what I understand, we did need to pit and we were going to have to pit at some point, given the life of the tyres we were on. Um, mm. So whereas Mercedes did their, their little <clears throat> hiccup um, as as part of a safety pit stop that they didn't need to take, I think we were going to have to pit anyway. So although we didn't gain under the virtual safety car, We'd we'd have been no better off if we'd have pitted at any other time, unless there'd been another virtual yeah, safety car. Yeah, but
1: I I felt like maybe they pitted earlier because the VSC was there. then it yeah. couldn't have stayed out longer. And if they yeah. stayed out longer, it might have it might have been better. I don't know. I I, I, sure. I, need, to, I, do, I need to watch the, I need to watch the race again. So. Five laps later, <laughs> you
0: had the you had the safety car come out for um, yeah. the front the front wing on the last corner. Yes, which yeah, probably would have been a better true. time. But once again, you can't oh, yeah. think, has oh, there's a safety car ball, in five, though, five, <laughs> yeah, five laps' time. Let's wait till that. It just doesn't happen like that, does it? Um, we'll no, no, have to ask Andy
2: if he can uh, do the psychic strategy next time so he can predict the future, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, we, we all know how it is. And some days we, we we crack on and we do well out of these things. And, and other days we might feel like we haven't. So, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just racing, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Um, Whereas our, our pink friends did very well, and their strategy was spot on for Sergio, wasn't it? So, you know, sometimes we're the winners, and sometimes we
0: don't take away as much from it. I think actually that first lap incident made Sergio's race. Yeah, because he, ironically, yeah, ironically <laughs> that put him in the position to win because they yeah. had to change the yeah. strategy and go long on the on the tyres, um, and we all know he's good with tyres. So there you go. Yes, um, he is. But guess... you know
2: what? McLaren, McLaren fans or not Andy, I can't take away from Sergio Perez winning that race yesterday because he's, he's, he's had it coming, for want of a better phrase. That sounds negative, doesn't it? But he's had a win coming for a long time. And, and you know, yeah. I, I applaud him for that. It's just unfortunate that in the constructors that now puts us. Where are we? So fourth. We're, we're fourth on one hundred eighty-four. Racing Point are 10 points ahead of us on 194. Um, and Renault are 12 points behind us on 172. So, you know, it's all to play for in the next race, isn't it, really? You know, we, we
1: haven't totally. lost it it's yet. So exciting. It's, yeah. Uh, if, t- if you take out the top two teams, what a championship. team, It's been great. And, it's been uh, great. I think there's yeah. 11
0: points, isn't there, between us? 11 points and between us and Racing Point.
2: Ah,
0: uh, 10. ten. They're one nine four. We're one eight four. Yeah. Right, and then was it one seven
1: two down to
2: Renault? Yeah, one seven two for Renault. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. So,
1: yeah, and then, do can't, you remember, can't, do... can't discount Renault. They do have occasionally fantastic weekends, don't they? So, uh... I
2: tell you who we can discount though. A few, a few podcasts ago, <laughs> we talked about Ferrari getting closer. Uh-uh, not anymore. Ferrari in six or one three one. I don't think we need to worry
1: about that. At well, the moment, Ferrari, they fr- got one car, so yeah, they got half yeah,
2: the chance yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But who'd have thought we'd be saying that, hey? Another 2020 weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, so fingers crossed for for Abu Dhabi. That's all I can say. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm just going to go to, to uh, a point that you made to me after the race on Sunday, where you said, you know, look at this a few years ago <laughs> we would have been jumping up and down at a fourth and a 10th place finish and you know I, th- I think you signed it off with a honda survivor
2: uh, I, I was I so annoyed did.
0: Andy. <laughs> i think we might need a t-shirt with that on I, the, I was so annoyed
2: actually had i've had enough characters i would have put Honda because that was yeah. what we always used to say Honda. i was reading tweets from people um and and I could probably generalise and say that a lot of these people were younger, newer fans. Possibly they've come in with Lando. But, but I felt a bit like they haven't been through the pain that we've been. And they were moaning, going, oh, that wasn't very good, was it? We should have done better than that. And, and I was just reading these negativity things and thinking, no, guys, come on. We've had a really good season. Look where we are. Look where we've come from. We've scored more points so far this season. By, I don't know, 25%, I'd say, than we did last season. And if you look at what we scored in 2018, it was it was just nothing compared to what we've got now. So we've come a long way, baby, as Fat Boy Slim would say. Um, and, and I think we need to remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's spot on. Um, yeah, I think certainly the, the effort put in by the team this year has been epic. Um, and I'd also say that, you know, I'll go back to the point that earlier this year, we probably all sat there thinking, Will we get to nine races to get to this point and going into the last mm. race of the season? I think um a round of applause for everybody in the teams and F one for kind of keeping this up yep. and running. And not only that, this has probably been, while it might have been one of the weirdest seasons, I think it's been one of the more entertaining seasons we've had for a while. Do you know what? It's, it's been such a cracking. good season. Absolutely brilliant.
2: It's been such a good season. You should buy a T-shirt and a tea towel to mark the occasion. But we'll come oh. to that later. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Sarah, you should, uh, yeah, your,
0: uh, your your segues are quite good, Sarah. For today, <laughs> I believe uh, I believe um, you've been looking at sort of some Christmas gift ideas for the McLaren-stroke yeah. F1 fan. Um, do you want to? run through some of them that you've found and give us a bit of a insight.
2: Yeah, so I will do indeed. I'll talk through the ones that we've found together and feel free to jump in, Adam and Andy, and make some comments. And then I've got a few more personal things I wanted to mention at the end. So obviously, the, the discerning McLaren fans should really be looking at the McLaren store at this time of year, making a list, checking it twice and giving it to their loved ones so they know what to get for them. Um, and don't forget
0: right. to sign up for McLaren Plus to get your discount.
2: Yes, to get your discount. Very true. So we know McLaren store are there. My warning, <laughs> Adam's, Adam's just on. put his we races 1 Papaya mask on. Very nice. <laughs> but um, my warning would be just to make sure you're allowing time if you're buying a gift for someone else or, or anything from McLaren store because we know they take a few days to get you now. Andy, I see on the list you've noted the Silverstone Experience gift certificate.
0: Tell me about yes. that. Um, I, I don't know. I think we've both been there. I
1: don't know if you've been to the Silverstone Experience this year, Adam. Um, but no, I haven't made it, but I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go because I've heard great things about it. Yeah, exactly. It was a
0: pleasant surprise for me. It was really, really uh, interesting, uh, some of the exhibits. Uh, you know, I think we spent two hours there. We could have spent double that. Um, but i did notice that if you buy the gift voucher it's 20 pounds which is five pounds cheaper than the regular ticket price so that's good
2: i know if you book online you normally get a discount anyway but that's really good if you're giving a gift to someone isn't it exactly yeah that's good next on our list to have a look at were f1 authentics now For those of you that have been around a while, like we have, we we knew F1 Authentics as Memento exclusives, but they are rebranded as F1 Authentics. They have some lovely stuff. If you've not looked at their site, have a look. If you're, shall we say, wealthy, this is the site for you. Uh, Race suits, helmets, all those sort of things. But there are some cheaper things on there. And for McLaren fans, uh, the thing I found, and this is actually really good if you're someone that doesn't get to go to a race very often, you can get yourself a signed Carlos Orlando hat framed as well. It's uh, £125 for a, for a signed cap, or if you want it in the special frame they do, which is rather impressive, it's like a a, a dome that goes over the cap, you add on another £75 for that. But like i'm saying if, if that was your christmas present i think you'd be pretty impressed with that so uh, so not always the cheapest place but certainly they've got a good range of stuff um next on ali standy is, is a particular favorite of both you and i and adam i think you you know dave from drm as well is die cast race models um oh, yeah. <laughs> they are they are the home of the half scale helmet helmet um many people fall foul of their pre-ordering and suddenly realise they've spent all their money and, and their budget is gone. Yeah. Uh, good good for Dave, not good for us. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, DRM is certainly our, our favoured place to buy half-scale helmets from. So guys, take a look at their website. Um, they do some really good pre-orders. And I know they've got some signed items on there as well, which is good to pick up. Yeah, I think
0: um, some of them are Carlos yeah. and... Jensen ones aren't they that are still signed? So if you're, yeah, they've still got Jensen ones on there as well. Yeah, grab one of them.
2: Next on our list are a particular favourite of mine. Um, although I'll tell you, I don't actually own a piece of their artwork, (gasps) I just seem to buy it. I seem to buy it for everyone else and every Christmas and I say about these people and no one ever buys me one. So uh, there's a, there's a solid hint for Mr. Merritt when he listens to the podcast. Um, and, And these people are Graham and Lee. Now Graham and Lee have been around for a while. They do some very nice framed wooden circuits. So you can pick your circuit and add a message to it. If you're giving it as a gift to someone, These start from just over 50 pounds um and i've i've also ordered one of these and given it as a wedding gift before um to some f1 fans we knew that got married it's it's a really personal thing to do um and graham and lee also used to support adam the the grand prix screening
1: events we used to do didn't they that's right yes i've got to jump in and say i've done loads of work with graham and lee um fantastic company products are like first rate absolutely brilliant and uh yeah i've bought a few people as well um and um I haven't had anyone buy me one, but uh, but Graham Lee <laughs> did give me one because I, I some, some stuff for them, so, uh, so I've got a beautiful, a, uh, a beautiful like a uh, walnut framed triple triple circuit uh, hanging nice. in the office. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of track orientated um, products out in the market that a lot of them are knocked together in China and cheap quality, uh, whereas the Graham Lee ones are handcrafted actually handcrafted even even the frames they come in are handcrafted um, so yeah i've got a lot of time for graham and lee definitely
2: there you go have you got
0: one andy um uh, not yet i'm hoping santa brings you on
2: <laughs> okay we'll uh, we'll make sure you've been a good boy this year and tell santa then <laughs> so a, a glowing recommendation from all of us on on graham and lee there guys um, next on our list we've got we've got paul oz to talk about now I'm sure if you're a, an F1 fan, you've you've heard of Paul Oz, you've seen his his artwork. Um Paul Oz himself is a self-confessed Formula One bobble hat, just like ourselves. Um that's why he, he paints the things he does and he loves doing so. And uh, and yeah, we're all we're all impressed by his work. Um you will have also seen his his Senna sculpture that he he put together and also the the Bruce McLaren sculpture that's now at uh, MTC, um, but I've got a, a, a Jensen. Oh, I've got a couple of Jensens actually from Paul Oz. um uh, Embellished canvases, he calls them. So they're really good because they've got so much depth to them. Andy, you have you got a Paul Oz? I've got
0: two Paul Oz but I've not gone for the canvases. I've gone for the prints and got yeah, them framed, yeah. and and they look fantastic. They really do. I've got a, I've got I've got a Senna one, and I've got a Jensen one um, with his pink helmet um but you know i think they're uh, i think they're they excellent quality and i think they're worth every bit of the price that you pay for they're pretty uh,
1: for yeah what they no, are. Uh, just to just to join in there i also have two paul Oz. uh i also have the pink <laughs> the, the the pink the pink jensen embellished canvas um and um i've also got randomly not f one related a flamingo because Ooh. my wife loves me loves uh, flamingo so uh I got her a Paul Oz from the He doesn't just do Formula One. He does uh, a lot of the Yes, he well. does. Um, a lot of uh, cultural icons, films, and yeah, uh, yeah. basically everything that you look at and go, oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, obviously, yeah he's, a, he's a super talent, um, great guy. But, you see, basically, I, I like to support people who are good people as well. It's not, you yeah, obviously the politics a exactly. good, he's, exactly. he's a he's a, he's a, he's a right. genuine guy. He's an F1 fan first, artist second. That's what he always says on his hashtags on Instagram. And um, This is a yeah. very nice guy. And yeah, he works incredible. So if you haven't got a Paul that was getting on your Christmas list, that's what I'm saying.
2: And certainly, guys, if you ever, I don't know what, what January will bring for us, but if you ever want to meet Paul, he's he tends to be at the Auto Sports show and many other of the, the events through the year that we'll be at. So he's a, he's a great person to catch up with him and tell him you like his artwork as well. Okay, moving on from that. Um, you've got McLaren on the list, Andy. McLaren racing chocks, I think you mean, don't you?
0: Um, all right, that must be it now.
2: I'm just reading just the a, list. That's
0: a, yeah, that's just a printing so, mistake, because the McLaren should be on the bit before. It's just racing chocks, isn't uh, it? So,
2: so we want, We wanted to give a mention to racing chocks, because we think they're a, a really brilliant small company who are doing well. Their motorsport-themed helmet-shaped chockies are amazing. Um, Andy bought me some for my birthday so I'm speaking from experience um, but we do believe that they're now past their Christmas orders is that right Andy?
0: Yeah I saw that um, on the website unfortunately but still worth a look um, yeah and you never know they might all open up the orders again and uh, we'll see um, but yeah definitely. definitely for gifts in the future maybe
2: yeah they're, they're certainly a good product and it's worth it's worth people that are listening taking a look at their their website and their twitter account because they do share a lot of information about the new chocolates that they've got coming along and, and that kind of thing it's uh it literally makes you salivate as you're looking at the photos
1: <laughs> have you have I you had any agree. of those adam uh, i have yeah and i've brought quite a few gifts as well and uh, and again matthew uh, the guy behind Racing Sharks, well, Mr. Racing Sharks, he uh, he's also a great guy. Uh, we've we, we worked together um, and uh, we've been sort of helping each other promote our, our, our mutual products. So, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. And the product, yeah, chocolates are incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: So I'm just going to whiz through a few other bits that i would picked up. Um, if you like socks at Christmas, and it is the time for socks... Have a look at the London Sock Company. They've got some official McLaren socks on there. Very nice designs with a hint of papaya and some speed marks. So take a look. And I wanted to add that sometimes we use our initiative a bit as F1 fans to make ourselves festive in an F1 style. So this year, I ordered a bespoke stamp and had, had one made from Claire at Mintmaker Studios. Their Twitter account is at Mintmaker Studio. Claire is an F1 fan and I'd seen her on Twitter. But I couldn't believe when I spoke to her that she'd not been asked to make an F1 stamp before. So I commissioned one from her. They even have papaya ink pads on their website. So if you were to go to to Claire and ask for one of those, she'd be able to make one up for you. So take a look at Mint Maker Studio. Um, I was going to also say that we're always on the search for an F1 bauble. A couple of years ago, I found one officially but it was red very disappointing I still bought it of course but it wasn't quite the color I'd hoped for um this year I found some Pirelli tires on Etsy that were available but I believe they've sold out now but for the for the McLaren fan in your life of course just for a bit longer we could have a chili on our tree we've obviously got the milk carton from last year that we all bought for Lando and of course there's festive pizza decorations available at the moment so uh, Maybe we'll have to start looking for an avocado for next season for them. Um, And there's always DIY things like design your own cards. You guys that follow me will know I design my own Christmas card every year. And uh, I've been tweeting the, the items from it as a 12 days of Christmas. Fridge magnets, Christmas decorations, Lots of fans are making things like mugs and keyrings and sending them to one another. So uh, get your thinking cap on. There's plenty of places to get these things printed and send a bespoke gift out to someone. That's all from me on the Christmas stuff.
0: Right. I'm just going to uh, go on to the last thing we've got here. Obviously, we've got Adam on here. Um, so Adam runs uh, a company called Box Box Box. Um, If I was good with my audio, I would have inserted a bit of team radio there to do the box, box, box (laughs) bit, but we'll get there there later.
1: I would have loved
0: that. (laughs) Um, And one of of the things that um, he brought out last year that really impressed me was the calendar. Um, I've had F1 calendars before, you know, the ones that you buy from calendar club and places like that in the shopping malls, but this is something completely different. This is an absolute work of art. It, yeah. is, it feels, it looks like something that's been a lot of effort put into. Now, I could go on describing it, but I think Adam's probably the best person to talk about. It. And what else? Um, <laughs> box, box, box can offer you the F1 fan, McLaren fan for Christmas.
1: Adam, over Thanks, to Thanks, Andy. Yeah thank you um yeah i'm I'm glad you like the calendar so much um last year was the first year i did it and uh yeah and there wasn't a lot of work put into it um the main reason i did it was because i wanted to make something really special something unique um something you can't just you know just order online and customize it's actually completely designed by me Um, and i work with a local print firm to uh to design all the i can get very geeky about paper um in like yeah almost like a mclaren style (laughs) Um, the, the amount of samples and different finishes and everything I went through just to finalise the, the final design for the calendar yeah, like you say when you feel it, you see it in your hands you can tell it's a special special product um, and last year went pretty well so um, I did it again this year um, and um, it's on sale at the moment although um, <laughs> there's literally uh, about 27 calendars left I think now um, I've sold over 900 in the last four weeks um wow. so, yeah, business wow, business is booming. Uh, people are loving it uh, five-star reviews are rolling in it's absolutely fantastic i'm really chuffed because it's a massive risk because there's a, a lot of money invested in it and obviously a lot of time and effort going into it as well um but uh, it turns out people like quality products which makes me happy um, So uh, so that's good Do you know um, adam
2: one of the best things i think about the calendar is that when you've you finish with it for the year the reverse of each card is also a larger version of the photo that you've had on the front. So it's not like it's it's a one off, we we have it for December and then it's disposable. This is the gift that goes on giving because you've got this beautiful artwork there to use again and again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm and the, the images. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Senator McLaren before, yeah. Um yeah, but obviously the imagery is uh, is a big part of it as well. And um I ended up forming a relationship with the Kaye Archive. Um, their archive is just it's legendary. Uh, the, the images on there from 1953 to modern day, and um, so I have, I have a great fun job of going through the archive, selecting the images. That's that's definitely a highlight when I'm de- developing the new calendar. Um, and yeah, so we buy the calendar. Yeah, you also get twelve art prints, one of the most well, what, what, most majestic photography archives um, exist for Formula One. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's my champion product. I love it. And uh, from a, a McLaren fan point of view, you'll be pleased to know that uh, all orders from my from my business are all wrapped in papaya tissue paper. Because uh, particular
2: highlight when they arrive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not all calendars. Um, I I try and develop lots of nice products. Um, it's uh, I focus more on quality than quantity, so um, yeah, it's uh, it makes it quite challenging. trying to think of new new ideas and stuff. But uh, this year, I launched a, a new line of coasters. Um, it sounds a bit random, calendars and coasters, but um, but yeah, basically, I'm just focusing on products I can I can design and produce, um, which I'm happy with. And the coasters are featuring uh, iconic uh, helmet designs, well, inspired by iconic helmet designs. Um, and what else we need to talk about? Oh, the Grand Prix tea that has been going—that's been going for years. Um, I think you know, this is the fifth anniversary of the, the box box Grand Prix tea towel and I know it sounds hilarious, but it's a great product, um, all like um, all designed and made in Yorkshire, and uh, it's uh, yeah, I think it's uh, something that every Formula One fan needs in their kitchen. Um, and then finally, uh, this year we brought back the uh, clothing. So um, uh, obviously, I, I don't have. A sweatshop or not a, I wouldn't use a sweatshop um, I don't have a, uh, a clothing manufacturing facility is what I'm trying to say um, but um, I use a company based in the UK who uh, produce uh, ethically sourced clothing and um, their, their clothing is absolutely brilliant quality so um, i now have fun doing t-shirt designs again which is good fun and Sarah's wearing one right now. Obviously this is a podcast so you can't see that but maybe there'll be a screen grab on Twitter. And
2: you'll take a screenshot of us.
1: Yeah, I'll take a screenshot. Um, Adam quickly, uh, as we've
0: got less than a minute left, where can we find all these brilliant products? That's a
1: good question, Andy. You can find everything on boxboxbox.co Right. Excellent. Um, Thanks for being our guest, Adam. (laughs) Thanks
0: again, Sarah. And um, what we'll do is um, everybody that we've mentioned on this list, we'll, uh, we'll stick a tweet together with the, the, um, uh, the URLs where you can find stuff and things like that and get them out to you. So um, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week after the Abu Dhabi race and we're going to have a double header, um, but we'll let you figure out what that means in the meantime. <laughs> Thank you very much guys. And, uh, Uh, Thanks for joining us and have a good week. Bye. Cheers, bye.